Welcome back to LA is our house. This is episode 245. I am here with Mr. David Arona. Hey, hey. Oh my gosh, and 245. Yeah, 245. We've been doing this for a while. And we still suck. But we're not any good. We're not any good. Yeah. It's like you would think like we would stop, but no. Nah. We're, we're still going. We're still going. Um all right, yeah. So uh 245. Uh February is just around the corner. That means that training camp has officially started for uh, the MOS teams, including the Galaxy, who um, been training for uh, about a week now. Uh, and uh, well, there's a lot of stuff to talk about there because we still have an incomplete team. We still haven't signed a, a DP. We've got rumors uh, and more rumors to talk about. And uh, so what, what should we start with? Uh, I think we should start uh, first with, uh, you know, like you said, the Galaxy reported back into Media Day. Um, and uh, sorry, not Media Day, but uh, preseason camp. Sorry, Media Day. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're also putting out a bunch of media um, showing that, you know, they're getting back to the roots. They're training at the Rose Bowl. They're running up the hills in Pasadena. They're hanging out inside of the, the classic Rose Bowl Stadium, where the Galaxy started. They got Dan Kalajman. They got, they got El Gato. They got Vanny in the house. You know, it's all nostalgia. So Did this happen last year? Crack a beer open. Yeah, but Lewis, they never trained at the Rose Bowl, so they're going to be better this year. I love the sarcasm. And if it's not, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean- it's... it's, it's it's fine. It's cool. That's cool that they're doing, you know, they're, they're going back to, uh, to train over there, but you know, it, it really just does feel like, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lip service. It's lip service right here. The, the, the fans would like this. So. Yeah. We're, we're past that. That <laughs> was last that season. That's the little last season. We want to see results. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get that. We're trying to reconnect with the galaxy of old, but the galaxy of old were winners. They won. So let's get back to that part. I mean, you know, I, I get you can't do that in, in preseason, but you can't win the preseason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's. I mean, I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but that's that's where it kind of stops for me. And it's not just oh, we did this last season. Yeah, uh, how long has it been since we've been trying to get out of that hole? Yeah. And how long has it been since we've been trying to rebuild? Although for for the record, this is probably the first non-rebuilding year that we've had since 2017, uh, 2016. I mean, so um, there's that. There's a little bit more stability. There's obviously pieces missing, and there will always be pieces missing. There's never going to be a complete team. Um, yeah. Even if you win MLS Cup. Uh, your team will be incomplete the next season because, okay, I got to improve it because it's even harder to win the second. So, um, yeah, so th- there are some pieces missing. Um, I do like the fact that it looks like Chicharito is going to pretty much pick up right where he left off. He's still very much motivated, still very much um, hard at work. That's, right? that's the hope. That's the hope. Um, I, at least for the moment, have to give him the benefit of the doubt um you know he came into season two uh of his uh galaxy ten tenure with the right attitude with the right you know work ethic and it paid off um injuries notwithstanding um he had a really good season uh had he not gotten injured 
he 100% would have won the Golden Boot and the Galaxy more than likely, I would say, 99.9% chance that they make the playoffs. Um, sorely missed, uh, missed a third of the season, and, uh, you know, that's pretty much when the Galaxy start, you know, uh, their free fall. So take that for what you will. You know, I, I kind of think that, that there was a connection there. You lose your your scorer, and all of a sudden, you you tank. So, um, obviously, there's that. I I feel that going into season three of his contract, especially being a year where um, he needs to prove that last year wasn't a fluke, and the fact that this is also a contract year for him because he does have that option for that fourth year if the Galaxy wish to do so. I honestly don't think that's going to happen. The guy would have to pretty much be a golden boot winner. And yeah, he would have to stay healthy the entire season. Yeah. And that's going to be extraordinarily tough. Um, But I just like the, I like the mentality right now. Uh, He's putting in work. And so I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt that he's going to continue uh, that in season number three. So that's encouraging. Um, At least for me personally, um, and of course, a uh, couple of new faces. Uh, we got the the draft. Uh, we, yeah, happened. we did get a, a Farai, I believe. Is that his name, Farai? Mm-hmm. Uh, who is apparently um, competing for first team minutes? So I have my thoughts on that. For me, I kind of feel like I, I don't know how the guy plays i don't know um he seems like a g i'll I'll say that that you know he seems like a galaxy player he looks like he would fit in to this organization i figured he'd be uh g2 before he moves into uh the the first team but yeah greg vanny's coming out and saying that he is playing for a spot on the first team which i'm not saying that it's not true but i kind of feel like you know what else is he going to say, right? I mean, he's got to understand that the fan base is extremely frustrated with the signings or lack thereof, at least going, you know, into that draft. Um, He knows that. he. I'm sure he's feeling that pressure. And he's got to say something about the players that he's picked up, which haven't really been spectacular. Again, well, leading up to that, haven't been spectacular. So, I mean, he doesn't have to say anything. I mean, you know, I guess Farai uh, Mutatu is lucky that he didn't get called a wet noodle. I mean, <laughs> there is that. Um, but I just kind of feel like he has to sell the players that he has brought in. And I think, you know, a draft pick being on the first team and making an impact, you know, it hasn't been done since AJ and Omar. So, I mean, you, you, wanna, you want to consider... Giassi, a draft pick that that came in. I mean, I guess he was a homegrown, so he's not yeah. really a draft pick. But right. it it was but kind of the same thing. He would have gone number way. one in the draft had had he been eligible. He for, would have been up for there, the right? Yeah. So we can again go back to let's credit Bruce Arena for that, and not, yeah. you know. So now that he's gone, you know, you haven't really scored anyone uh, with that pedigree. So I kind of feel that maybe Greg Vanny. I'm not saying it's not true, and I don't know how he plays, so I really don't know what's going on in training camp either. So I, I just kind of feel he has to sell these players. He's got to tell the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. You're going to like, them. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, like, honestly, if, if, you, if you're trying to sell a player, I, for Ayman is not really the guy that you 
want to hang your 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 hat on. You know what I mean? Like I think that well, I mean, he's. I, I, I believe what... I believe Vanny is genuine in saying that. Like, hey, this guy came in. He's he. You know, he thinks he can compete at the level. That's why you bring him in. You know, you don't know until you get a close look at him. Uh, you you can see what their college highlights look like all you want, but you know until you get your hands on on a hands on with a player like that. You don't know what his physicality is like. You don't know what his IQ is going to be like. And then the rest you can coach up. So I, mean, I, I, I think I mean, it's, I, I it's legitimate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I also feel like, you know, this is, a, this, is our, this is our draft pick, right? This is the only one that we really drafted. This is our first round draft pick. Um, we also had we to need, give up. This is where we need Bobby here to like bring to either. Uh, reassure what i'm saying or bring me down to to earth (laughs) um either way i i probably won't hold my breath i'm obviously rooting for the guy um but i'm not gonna hold my breath that he'll be um any sort of like big significant impact on the first team at least at least not in year number one and honestly honestly, my my expectation is we'll see him in preseason and we'll see him right uh you know maybe some garbage minutes when dejan is not available or um or or somebody else you know but like i i don't expect to, this guy to come in and, and no no you know make That's any impact I mean. or or you know what i mean like he, he's That's here for I mean. for garbage minutes he's here to make up the the numbers in the squad but the fact that greg vanny thinks that he's can compete for first team minutes isn't that what we want is guys coming in that are ready to compete for that level and not just like oh yeah we're just gonna go straight to g2 sure but Again, I feel like when you're, especially with the draft picks, you know, it's kind of a, nowadays in MLS, it's kind of more of an archaic and, you know, like the draft picks aren't really going to do that much, right? You're mainly focused on your academies. Um, if you go through college, it's, it, you're almost taking like a step back, unfortunately. Yeah, um, but you, It doesn't you, work you that also way can't... for other sports, but... I mean, I think we've talked about this before. We're like, the academies can't, the the net that the academies cast is not wide enough. And so you have this list of players available. You take a chance on them. You know, you're you're not going to sign any of these guys to like a high-end contract. You bring them in at probably league minimum or, or, you know, something close to that and see whether or not they pan out. And if they don't pan out, then they move on. Or you farm them out to their USL team. It's not like but that's what I'm saying. we're hanging. I mean, I, it's not like we're hanging our hat on this guy, no, on, we're not. on any draft pick or any MLS player. Really, is is but we shouldn't the, be, the, <laughs> you know, or shouldn't be. But then again, you have a guy like Tejon Buchanan who was a draft pick, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and turned out to be a little bit of a star. And and now he's they sold uh, New England sold him to a you know a team and, and got some good money out of him. So, you know, same thing with, like, a guy like Ricardo Pepe, who I know he wasn't a draft pick, but, again, he's a guy who was pretty sparse. He got hot at the right time. He, you know, made some made a splash with his U.S. national team, and, you know, now he's in at Augsburg. Yeah, but let's be honest. He's coming from Dallas, who has been... With a reputation for not spending money and for, rep- for producing good talent. Producing good talent. Right, exactly. So I think that kind of fits the mold, although uh, we'll probably talk about this in our uh, MLS season preview, which would happen in about like three weeks. Um, oh, geez, Dallas, Dallas is spending money. So yeah, we'll get well, to that they, in three They're spending weeks. money on one player. <laughs> uh, they're spending money. I mean, there's yeah, a, there's, is, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll 
get to that in about three weeks when we do our prediction. But either way, so there's another guy at training camp who's uh, apparently impressed, or at least this is what we're being told. And then um, you got the wet noodle comment coming from Greg Vanny. <laughs> Obviously, it was, you know, um, it wasn't anything derogatory. It was, you know, joking around and uh, talking about Kevin Cabral. If you haven't heard it, um, you should. Uh, but Kevin Cabral being... Uh, that lanky, not physical type player that was pretty much, you know, beat off the ball any single time he was touched. Uh, apparently, he hit the weight room this offseason and came yeah, back. I'm, I'm hoping he went to go train with Cheetah. Uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? That's what I would have done. I would have sent him to go train with Cheetah's guys. This is another one of those um, encouraging things. And again, this is all preseason. And, you know, for what it's... I, I get it, it's preseason, right? This is the time where you are optimistic or you can be optimistic. Uh, you know, every signing, every change is looked at as a positive or at the very least, you squint hard enough to see, yeah, okay, I can see this happening, right? You, you kind of try to like lie to yourself a little bit. Like, yeah, this right. is good, this is good. Um, and so everyone has hope in the preseason that this is, you know, this year is going to be different. I mean, hell, uh, Cincinnati probably right now thinks they have a chance at MLS Cup. <laughs> it's literally the only time they, they can do that because once game one starts, they're like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, well, I, well, I was going to say, speaking of spending money, Cincinnati spent money when, well, when they brought has, their players. <laughs> they they right, spent some right. money, you know. So just because Dallas is spending money, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, you know, equal results. But, you know, no, but Cincinnati spent money. But this uh, is, with, but with Dallas, that's a shift in their philosophy. Yeah, in Cincinnati, for sure, for it's sure. uh, you have a very, very dysfunctional front office right now who don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, I think I, I think they, heard uh, that before. I think they fixed that. I think they're they're on their way to fixing that. And like I said, right. and like you said, we'll talk about that in the in the preview. But they got a hell of a a, a brain trust going on over there in Cincinnati right. now. They got to put it together, obviously. But mm-hmm. you know. yeah, so so uh, so you got Kevin Cabral here. Uh, beefed up, and that was again one of his weaknesses. He doesn't look all that beefy. He looks the same to me. He looks the same, but I mean, again, if you're to believe Greg Vanny that he came in, worked out, then he has a different mindset in that, okay, this is what I need to change, and I think that started happening toward the, like, really late in the season. It wasn't even, like, mid-season or anything. It was, like, with, like, a month left. Remember that time when, like, he was benched for, like, three games? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was a, like the turning point right there. I think I, I don't think that was a coincidence. I think Greg Vanny straight up said, "You need to change something." Um, and I think once he came back, he started improving. Um, I know that we, he was playing defense a little bit, uh, a little bit more, and that final stretch, um, you can tell he was trying to be a little bit more aggressive. So there was definitely a change in at least a mentality in the way he approached games after that happened. And that should have happened sometime early in the summer. Um, I don't know why it took that long for that to happen. Um, and I even said that, like, if you're going to not bench him because you might destroy him mentally, you're weak. You don't belong on this team. That's pretty much your career right there. Um, it didn't. He reacted. It showed that, okay, I need to change something. And I think this offseason – same thing. I think like he knows exactly what MLS is now. You can't just come in here and think that, all right, you know, I'm I'm getting paid this much money. And nope, I, I pretty much was humbled a little bit. And I'm, I take it seriously now. You got to remember, he's still a kid, right? He's 21 years old. So um, 
comes into season number two, hopefully he progresses. Um, and hopefully, you know, Greg Bami is, at, you know, gets him to continue that. Hey, you know what? Keep doing what you were doing toward the end of that season. We need you to improve. Um, he even said it. It's not about, it's about the finished product now. So I think Greg Vanny is expecting a lot of things from Kevin Cabral this season. Um, he did mention last season that he wasn't going to come in here and make that much of an impact in year number one. He came out and said that. Um, it looks like season number two, that's changed. So uh, I think they do expect result, some sort of result. Yeah. Uh, or at least some sort of what, uh, improvement in season number two. What's so a hopefully, good, what's a good season for for Kevin Cabral for you? Ooh, well, what's what's if, the, what's the numbers look like? I mean, it looks like the way uh, w- based on the players that we've picked up, based on the players that we are rumored to be picking up, it doesn't look like Kevin Cabral is going to be playing on that wing. It looks like he might be the second, you know, guy up top next to yeah. Chicharito. Um, so. I, if you take into consideration that the guy was in a lot of good spots and he reads the game well, right? If he's able to get those chances that he somehow missed, right? You found new ways to miss sitters, what seemed like every week for like two or three months. I'm sure that's not accurate. It just seemed that way. Um, The fact that he was able to put himself in that position every single game but just missed shows that he can read the game. Well, his IQ is there. Um, if he was able to finish, he has double digit goals in season number one. I don't think, I think that's part of his improvement is his finishing, right? That's more of a mental thing. That's a confidence thing. So if he can get over that hump, I think he has to get at least, at least 10 goals. This season because he's perfect. He's perfectly capable. He had what five or six, yeah. But he missed. Uh, how, how many did he miss? Yeah, probably you, you five or six <laughs> at least. At least. Yeah. So there the it first is. couple. I, I think, the first couple was exciting. You go, oh, uh, so close. But then looking back, you go, oh no, that was uh, that that, that seemed was a really like bad the, miss. The normal, yeah, uh, kind of output from from this dude. Yeah. So um, he I think it's just more. A, a, I think it's just more a, a, a look at like decisiveness you know and i I think it was his indecisiveness that led to those you know really poor uh takes or or attempts um but yeah i honestly i think he did he did what five goals five assists or six goals five assists yeah yeah somewhere around there i think if he has honestly if he has i think he has the same output this year I know less, but with but with less. Okay, let's say he has the same output, but with the higher percentage rate of you know finishing and 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 uh, and quality of of shot. Then that would mean that he's not finding that space, or that he's not, or that he's not being required to find that space. All, I, I, I all think the time. when you're the second striker, I think I I'm, I get it. Chicharito is going to be the target, but. If you have two strikers up top, not only are you complementing the other one, you also have to figure that, look, you're going to have to take away some of the uh, the attention that the star striker is going to get. And if Kevin Cabral can, you know, score a couple, well, now you're going to have to start paying attention to him. And again, that opens up 
Chicharito. So they're going to have to complement each other. Um, if he's not getting those attempts, it means that he's not putting himself in that position anymore. And, and that, that might be a problem. And it might be, you're right, it might be a tactical thing that Greg Van switches it up where maybe he's not that dependent on um, that anymore because, again, there were a lot of pieces missing and the, you know, the team wasn't complete per se. But um, I honestly believe that a 10-goal season is, A, not out of the realm of possibility, and B, not a, like, crazy expectation. Yeah, um, he, especially he five, for so he had five goals and two assists in okay. two thousand minutes. So I want to say twenty-eight that, games played. Can okay, you believe so, he played that many games? Twenty-eight games played. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. That's insane. He was never benched. He was never yeah. benched. So we know he's you know again he's young. So the guy's durable. The guy is going to you know be able to to do something like that. And twenty-eight games out of thirty-four during that you know very much COVID plague schedule where you're playing like three games in nine days, you know, um, he's young, he can do it. So I, again, I'm expecting at least double digit goals. Um, if he can get double digit assists, that would be great. Again, the the assists that he did get, um, were again, pretty good vision. Uh, the, the one I I, I can recall was the, I think it was Jovalich's first goal. And that came from Cabral on a breakaway. And it was just like, it was a perfect pass. It was a perfect read, and it was a perfect run. It, everything about that goal, it was a counterattack, and it was just done. It was executed perfectly. Um, Kevin Cabral put the ball in the exact spot it needed to be, and uh, Jolich read it all the way through. Um, but again, it's what you were saying. It's the indecisiveness. The guy has to be a little bit more clinical as far as um, his, um, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. Be confident and do that rather than, okay, hold on a second. You know, like just, I think after a year in the league, um, seeing the teams that he saw the play, I, I think improvement is, uh, is definitely possible. Um, is he going to light the world on fire, the league on fire? Probably not, but there's gotta be some sort of improvement for me. I think it's like 10, at least 10 goals. Maybe six assists. You know, maybe we'll say double his output. We'll start there, considering the fact that after this season, he still has three more. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> keep progressing, you know. So, but he, uh, according to Greg Vanny, the, the, the finished product has to happen at some point this yeah. season. And I think if you're a Galaxy fan, I, I, I think same thing. Like you it's all, well, you know, it's it, it's all like that at the beginning of the season until you realize that until you, you realize don't that's it. really right. have an alternative, um, right? And that's because which, depth is your issue, <laughs> right? And, so uh, and and I feel that that's again, this is the preseason. This is the time where you can't squint and you try to convince yourself that everything is good. Like I said, Cincinnati feels they can win MLS Cup ever everything goes their way. <laughs> this is the only time they can do that. So this is the time that we get to be optimistic about our players and our signings. So that's what we're going to do right now until, you know, proven otherwise. Um, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that. Um, we have, we talk- well, you know, we, let's talk about our actual signings that are already announced um, before we get into that other, <laughs> that other thing. Uh, we, we have signed a uh, goalkeeper, uh, Richard Sanchez, 
So uh, he's officially uh, coming into the galaxy. So this guy, uh, I remember when he played for Chicago, and I remember him not being very good, uh, but only because probably Chicago was also not also very good. Not very good. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> but you know that's that's one that um, you look at and you go, well, does that what does that mean for? um you know for for bond what does that mean for um what does that mean for klinsman uh is is sanchez coming in taking number two again this is a guy who has an mls experience he's pretty he's relatively young i think he's only like 27 um so uh you know that's something that maybe is uh is a little bit of an upgrade i don't think over bond but uh certain you know but Maybe I'll get uh, crucified for saying this, but I think probably uh, improvement over Klinsman as no. the number two. No, I don't think so. You think no that way. Klinsman is still he's, number yeah. one A? Uh, oh, he's he's B. I, I think it's a good option off the bench, right? I mean, Bond is going to be the starter. Um, well, I mean, and and the when you're talking that... about goalkeeper, you're talking about goalkeeping. I don't think any goalkeeper you can consider any goal a second or third goalkeeper an off the bench goalkeeper. If you have to use your goalie off the bench, you're kind of screwed. Um, this is more of a backup. So, like, you have a starter, a guy who's going to start games uh, as your backup goalkeeper, not as an off the bench goalkeeper. Yeah, but I mean, you also had the whole Brad Friedel and Casey Keller thing, right? They're both of them are. You know, we're good. You can take one off and you'd be okay with the second one. I think the Galaxy are the same way. I think you can take Bond off and you're fine with Klinsman. Um, the biggest difference in in seeing that is that your defense is not leaving you hanging, right? Klinsman came in in his first game and he lets four goals in. And why? Was it his fault? No, it was the defense that let him, you know, that let him down. So... I think he's a good goalkeeper. I still think he's 1A. I don't think this new guy um, competes for either one. I think this is just a depth piece. I think he's number three. Um, I don't think there's anything to this. So is this a guy guy that's going to go down to G2? Possibly. 27-year-old goalkeeper in G2? I don't know. That doesn't seem like like what the purpose of Galaxy 2 is. uh, Unless they have some sort of, like, plan that we don't know about i don't see this guy competing for a starting position i don't know why they would bring him in um i don't know what exactly um the plan is i mean maybe klinsman wants out maybe he wants to be traded i don't know we haven't heard any i haven't heard anything um about that so no but that's not really you know i don't follow any uh you know jonathan klinsman news either (laughs) Well, well if there's news about jonathan klinsman like we would know about it, right? Yeah. It would be, I mean, being being part of Galaxy Twitter and being part of MLS Twitter, you would think that if he wants a trade, he wants to be a starter somewhere else. So, yeah. like, and someone would pick him up, right? So, um, I don't think that would be a problem. Someone would definitely pick him up. I so, mean, I think New England probably needs a goalkeeper. Uh, yeah. Now we now they do. It would be <laughs> a massive downgrade, but yes, they need a goalkeeper. Um. <laughs> uh, but um, well, officially not yet. It hasn't. He hasn't right. gone there. Matt yet, Turner right? has not left no. New England, but you no. know, it's it's looking like he might be headed to the guy. Should uh, be headed 
Arsenal. To bigger, yeah. yeah. He and he should be headed to bigger and better things. Um, well, I don't know if that's but, Arsenal right yeah. now. Uh, I, I don't okay. know. Arsenal is kind of <laughs> they're on the up right now. So you know, they, I, we know we haven't said that in a long time, but they're on the up now. Um, so yeah, there there was that. Uh, who was the other signing? Oh, uh, so the other side, Mark yeah, Delgado. the other side was Marky Delgado. So former former Chiefs USA uh, draft pick. Huh, there you go, Lewis, uh, a guy who was he uh, a draft pick or he, was he was he... A, he was a draft pick from Chiefs USA. Because I thought it was, uh, I thought he had, I thought he came up through the Chivas USA Academy. And he had a a choice, I I think he had a choice between Chivas USA and the Galaxy, and he chose Chivas USA. um, That I don't remember. I remember, I remember him, I I remember him and another guy uh, going up together or going in the draft together. And I think they went one in, like maybe one and two, where it was Marky Delgado and then another guy. One of them went to Kansas City, and it was expected that he was going to get picked up by Chivas USA. One of them went to Kansas City, and then the other one got picked up by Chivas USA. Eventually, uh, Marky Delgado ended up in Toronto under Greg Vanny, a guy who was on the 2017 uh, MLS Cup winning team with Toronto, obviously uh, part of a, a you know a winning tradition already. So the Galaxy bring this guy in. Um, no, Greg Vanny brings this guy in. Greg Vanny brings defi- this guy in. This is in. definitely a Greg Vanny guy. For sure, for sure. So, okay, so everybody is framing this as, oh, this is the replacement for Legette. This is what we got. Like, we took the the money we got from Legette, we turned around, we spent it on Mark Delgado. Um, so, to me, everybody is, I think, comparing the two players. So, well, I'll go ahead and compare the two players right now. Um, I don't think that Marky Delgado is as talented as Sebastian Legette is. He's obviously not as versatile as Sebastian Legette is. But what I think he does do is fulfill more specific purpose for the Galaxy. So that could, in turn, make him a better player for the Galaxy than Sebastian Legette was. Um, Simply because he's he's more specific in what he does. Um, He knows Vanny's system. He's comfortable. Vanny is comfortable with him. He's obviously comfortable with Greg Vanny. Um, The the sort of the, the stats on him... Uh, apparently will back him up. Uh, he's not a flashy player, but he is a guy that's going to go in and do the work. And what were we missing through the midfield last year? The guy is going to do the work, right? So now you've got Mark Delgado and uh, Ryan Revolution to go in there and basically just terrorize midfields in MLS. Um, I'll wait and see sort of whether or not they're going to be able to do that. But I think this is a good pickup for the Galaxy. And obviously, an even better pickup for Greg Vanny because here's a guy who sort of already will have a understanding of, of the system and, and what needs to get done. I agree. I like this. I like this pickup. It's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the comparisons. Um, and obviously, with players that have left that really didn't um, live up to the expectations, uh, toward the end of the, you know, their ten years, you know, Sebastian Lejet, Jonathan Dos Santos, you're saying these are the the replacements. Uh, these are the guys that are supposed to pick up the slack where uh, the other players didn't. Um, I agree with you. I, I just, just to like compare them is just kind of like apples and oranges. Probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, I like the pickup simply because it kind of fits the Greg Vanny 
you know, mold here, right? This guy is still only 26 years old. He's young. Um, he is not quite yet at the, you know, the his years where he starts to, you know, go down. He, he was effective under Greg Vanny. He understood the system. So he's bringing him in here to fill in that, uh, or at least part of the gap um, in the midfield. Um, it's a guy who had uh, a lot of potential. Um, he did, he does have like, I know he was capped by the United States, um, a few times. Obviously he's not going to feature in it ever again. Um, but he was a guy who, well, you know, when he was young, he was considered a really top prospect. He was in, uh, on the, the youth squads, uh, the under twenties, under 17s for the U S. Um, so here's a guy who definitely has some talent um and his best years were under greg banny so the fact that he's still 26 not you know 37 <laughs> the way uh, victor vasquez is what, is he 37 vasquez is 36 i believe he's yeah sometimes well, yeah yeah well you know he's someone who's not 10 years older um it's kind of you know that's a good thing um i think it's a really good uh pick up for the galaxy as well um, and we have to stop thinking in terms of this is the last piece of the puzzle, right? I don't think that there is just that one missing piece and then all of a sudden the galaxy become contenders. Um, this is, again, a work in progress. This is now we have to get away from the whole, you know, even when we sign the DP, which we still haven't signed, you need to hit a home run with him. Absolutely. But... He wouldn't be that that final piece where it's like, yep, that's it. We're we're contenders now, right? Regardless of who you get, unless his name is Messi or Ronaldo, um, there's just no way that you're gonna get someone like, yep, that's it. We're we're headed to the championship, to MLS Cup. It's MLS Cup or bust. Um, we've done that before, didn't work out, right? So this is this is a still a work in progress. I don't see the Galaxy content uh, competing for a cup this year. I could be wrong. I want to be wrong. I want to be proven wrong. Um, I still think I'm going to save that conversation maybe toward the a little closer to the season. But um, I, I just I don't think we're we're primed for an MLS Cup run. Um, I know last year we were dark horses in that first half of the season, but you know. <sighs> They have to understand that this is a marathon, right? So, again, I think there is improvement, but I don't think to the point where we're one. We should be in that conversation, at least not yet. And I want to see how, obviously, how the season plays out. And now I'm gonna have to wait. Before it was like I want to see consistency. In June, we'll know. And June, we were hyped up. July, we started tanking, right? So I'm gonna say. I'm not going to make any sort of like realistic prediction until fucking September. <laughs> I think that's a little safer. That's not, that doesn't fit with the timeline of our show, Lewis. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Um, okay. Well, now that we've talked about the signings that we did make, let's talk about the signings that we're potentially making. Um, and this is going to be the one, the, the hot button that I think everybody sort of uh, is, is bumping up against, and that is Douglas Costa, um, formerly playing at Gremio, 
uh, in the Brazilian second division, you know, the, the once, uh, uh, you know, uh, successful team of, of Grêmio. Um, he's, uh, he's rumored to come to the Galaxy. We don't know what the specifics of his signing will be. Is he going to be a DP? Is he going to be a town player? Is he going to be coming here at all? Well, um, it sounds to me like he's probably going to be a Galaxy player soon. Um, I don't know when that official signing is going to be, but, you know, by by some accounts. Uh, and there are some, there are lots of rumors out there. There was, there was even one rumor that said Douglas Costa T, uh, Tam uh, and uh, Pavone is a DP, which kind of doesn't really make sense since they kind of play the same position. Um, yeah. So well, unless the, you're the, bringing the thing... Douglas Costa to back up Pavone, uh, I, I don't know what, what to do with that. Um, but no, I you know. think, I, I think Costa can play on either side and Christian Pavone is on the left. So technically they would be both be starters and then you would have, so is, where is Grant Sear playing? Yeah. He's on where the bench. Is, yeah. Where he's is, on the bench. uh, uh, All these... Cabral playing. Where he's is... up top. He's up top. I, I suppose I, I think that, um, I mean, here's here's the thing with with, with that. Let, let me let me start because I can go so many ways with this. First off, if the Galaxy land Christian Pavon and Douglas Costa, and by the way, I, I that's not happening. Okay, I I don't see that happening. And the only way that I can even remotely see that happening is that Christian Pavon was a player at the time when Greg Vanny came in. Greg Vanny wanted Christian Pavon to stay on. He wanted him on the team because he would fit what. Greg Daniel was trying to do it. Would, he would fit in that system, right? He really loves his his wingers going up and down, breaking down defenses, going at defenders, opening up space um, for other players. That's what Christian Pavon did. Um, he wasn't used correctly under GBS. Um, GBS not, you know, technically savvy. Um, eventually, MLS teams just said, "I'm just going to throw three guys at Pavon and." That's it. That's where the play dies. Um, I think it's a little different now. Um, so it is a player that Greg Vanny would like, and I'm sure the Galaxy would want back. Um, then you have Douglas Costa, who, again, plays the same position, but you can play him on both sides. Douglas Costa is not a TAM player. He's not a TAM player. He's going to be a DP. And again, the only way that you can justify that is credit where credit is due. You brought in Yoman Karofsky, brought in Zlatan on a TAM deal. I want you to, once again, yeah, just yeah. repeat that in your head and just how bizarre uh, that again, is. Again, we did not, Yoman Karofsky didn't do anything other than be the guy that Zlatan had to call to say, hey, I'm coming to the Galaxy. I guess, yeah, I guess. Um, but the fact that you got Zlatan on a TAM deal um, I get it. There was leverage, right? Because he yeah. was coming off of injury. There was a leverage there that the Galaxy used. Hey, and if you do well, you know, we'll get you that DB contract that you more than likely will deserve. That's exactly what happened. I think you might have a chance with Douglas Costa, considering that he has a lot of injuries <laughs> in his history. Um, and that, you know, his work ethic and his motivation, his mentality has been called into question 
on several occasions. I think there is some sort of leverage there, and you could possibly make that um, um, TAM deal where it's similar to what Satan was. Like, hey, if you could stay healthy, if you can produce, you know, we'll we'll get you on that DP deal um, in 2023, which mm. would basically mean all three of your DPs would be gone. Um, um, because, would, and, and, and you, that would essentially would you, move out Chicharito. Yeah. Right there and then. Um, I don't see that happening. I think Douglas Costa is the DP. Um, if somehow the Galaxy are able to land both of those players, it would be like a crazy coup. And at that point, you kind of figure, whoa, like that attack again could be potentially one of the most dangerous in MLS. But again, this is all yeah. But you you have you have Kevin Cabral. You you have Kevin Cabral doesn't play defense. You have Douglas Costa. I would imagine not going to play defense. Doesn't play defense. You have uh, Pavon does not play defense. Pavon is not going to play defense. Yep. You have Victor Vasquez on the field. Maybe doesn't play defense. Who's Efra Alvarez? Doesn't play defense. Who's going to play defense? Right, exactly. And that was <laughs> and that that's team. the other thing. There's always that whole, look, offense is sexy. I get you it. Put Grant Thier, you put Grant Sear on the field, you best believe he's going to play defense. <laughs> yep. Um, but defense wins titles, right? We, we, we hear it. It's not just cliche anymore. Yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. Defense wins championships. It's there throughout any sport. Um, and what has been one of the Galaxy's uh, deficiencies because there's many of them, but it's 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 the defense. So yeah, if you're gonna put like nine nine offensive players and leave everything to Williams and Depew, you're 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 in for a lot of trouble. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I think there's a lot that doesn't make sense. Um, even the even the cost of signing. My opinion. Okay, so first off, for me personally, it's a hard pass. It's a very hard pass. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> That might be an unpopular opinion. That might be a poor take. I don't care if it's a TAM deal. Again, that might be a very poor take. Where you're saying, well, maybe you can gamble with him I, on TAM. I think on a TAM, you, you, you take the gamble, honestly. The thing is, it's way too soon, man. It is way too soon. The fact that he's already, like, being compared to that, you know, to Geo. You know, we are barely well, who's, getting... Who, who, who's making that comparison? Every... I mean, look. Who's the thing everyone? is, that when... when everyone? Okay. Fans? Galaxy Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh. fans. Okay. Let, I just want to make sure. Okay. I just want to make sure. Okay. Let's let's go ahead. Okay. But like, okay, what I'm saying are facts, right? You 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 bring him in. You brought Gio in because of marketing. We know that. That's a fact. I don't care uh-huh. what Galaxy say. That's a fact. Douglas Costa may play a style that fits in Greg Vanny's system, but this is not a Greg Vanny type of guy. This, this is a Galaxy Chris Klein front office type signing. This isn't something where like, okay, here's a 31-year-old who has mental and motivational issues with a long history of injuries. The guys that Greg Vanny has signed have been younger, hungrier, you know, guys who are willing to put in the work, guys who are going to be complimenting each other, not only on the field, but in the locker room. This kind of seems like the anti-Vanny type of player, which kind of tells me that, again, maybe Greg Vanny doesn't have a say in this one because, you know what? We need another big name 
Is that a big for name? The DP. Is Douglas Costa a big name, though? It's the fact that people are talking about him. I mean, it's not just Galaxy Twitter, right? People are saying, like, oh, you know, again, they're saying this is a big risk, right? This guy could be the best player in MLS, or he could be just another, you know, sure. uh, another bust. The fact that people are talking about him, yeah, maybe it's not a, as a big name as, you know, what we... I don't think, I don't think Douglas Costa is that big of a name. I, I agree. Mean, he's I agree. got the resume. He's played I for agree. some big clubs. Right. And you know what, what do you I mean? Think the like... Galaxy are going to, what do you think the Galaxy, how are they going to market that? Right? That's exactly how they're going to market this. It's it just all the signings that under Greg Vanny, even if it's not him, every signing that has been made under Greg Vanny, with the exception of Victor Vasquez, has has had between, you know, in the in their mid-20s, some guy that no one's heard of. Some guy that, you know, it, it, it's part of a team thing. It's not about one player. Now all of a sudden you're going to bring Douglas Costa. It just doesn't make any sense. It almost seems like this is a desperation signing. Like, you know, because we don't have proper scouts. I, again, I, well, you know, I, I the scouting part is one of it. But honestly, like, none of this. It's, it's, it's a strange uh, rumor that it you is. know that 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 we're going to be that signing you know probably more more than likely is true but it also doesn't line up with the idea that um that this is like this is going to be their big like thing that's going to save their asses you know in in terms of marketing like i just i don't see it he doesn't move the needle and yeah. at least not in la you know chicha moves the needle zlatan moves the needle you know what I mean? You know who didn't move the needle? I, mean, I agree. Keen. I'm not no, saying I that Costa is Robbie Key. No, no, no. No way. No, no, no. But and what I, I'm saying is it, it, it doesn't move the needle even to the point where I go, oh, this was a desperation signing, you know, by a by a team that, that you know, really was out of ideas. I don't, yeah. I don't see it. I, I just, I mean, this is just, <sighs> uh, again, it's more than likely true. And the fact that it more than likely is true and it doesn't really make any sense and you're not really filling in a position of need, right? You, you, we've been missing a cam for how many seasons now, and mm -hmm. you still haven't brought one in. Everyone is expecting that. Look, you're gonna bring a DP. It's got to be an offensive player, right? You're not gonna waste a DP on any on any other spot. You're gonna put a, uh, an offensive type player. There's your cam. You, that's your position need, and you're gonna bring another winger. Doesn't make any sense, right? It doesn't make any sense, especially with. The whole Greg Vanny is a builder, and we gotta like, you know, we're we're this is the foundation, this is the spine, and we gotta plug in the holes. You're not plugging in a hole mm -hmm. at all. This doesn't really see, again. I think this is one of those things where it's like, again, in this sense, another geo. Maybe the coaching staff wants him, maybe he doesn't, but it doesn't matter because Chris Klein is gonna say that's the guy we're after. That's you're gonna have to make it work. I need a camera. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I just, it just this one doesn't weird. seem, again, this, it, it does not seem to me like the type of signing that is going to be forced on the FO, uh, the, forced on the coach by the front office because he's going to sell shirts. That's the main thing. Or he's going to put butts in seats. He does neither. I don't think so. Either. Douglas Costa does neither of those things. And I don't I, think that's the type of signing that, that it's was. Just, that it's was just coming. odd. But again, so not only are we talking if about it was, if this was miss. like if this was like Gareth Bale I'd be like yeah this is this is a like here you go we're, we're signing this guy and and it's funny that that you mentioned Gareth Bale because when Gareth Bale was you know quote unquote available last season what did Greg Vanny say 
Like, Dick, this is not the guy. He's a great player, but this is not a guy who's going to fit with what we're trying to do. But Douglas Costa is? That doesn't make any sense. Unless, unless Douglas Costa is trying to rehab his career like Zlatan did. Zlatan did not have any problem whatsoever with motivation or with his mentality. No. In fact, he had way too much of it. Yeah. And Douglas Costa's talent is not the question here. It's not a, whether or not... And by the way, his talent is significantly higher than Gio's was. That's not what's, what's being called into question here. It's called in the question is like, hey, here's a guy who had all the talent in the world, has played on Brazil's, you know, national team, which, again, is not like the easiest thing to do, right? He's played in Bayern Munich. He's played in Juventus. He's been on loan to both of those squads. Currently on loan to a second division side, granted that it's a side that he started his career in, but... And I think he did well in that first season he was there, if, 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 I, if what I read was correct. So maybe he is back on the up and up. I don't know. It just seems really bizarre that you would go after this type of player, you know, when you've done it. Granted, again, marketing, I agree with you. It doesn't really make sense compared to what Gio and the reason he was brought in. But again, injury-prone, lack of motivation, and he has a talent. That's a big, I mean, it's just way too soon for me. We're, we're mm-hmm. barely getting over some of the effects of Gio. Remember that Jonah is a side effect of Gio. He was brought in simply because his brother was playing here, hoping that, hey, maybe this guy, you know, uh, his brother being here, maybe that motivates him to, like, you know, uh, to step up and, and be the player that we wanted him to be. We're barely seeing the end of that side effect this season. Like, th- that was an extremely costly, like, mistake. And now you're going to take a gamble? I don't care if it's with Tam. Again, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. Maybe it's a very poor take. But doesn't seem like a good locker room guy. And it's just way too soon, man. It's just, I, I don't know. It, th- this, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense on any level. And I think that's probably... What makes the most sense is that uh, maybe the incompetence of this FO is on a show again. I don't know. It's just, for me, it's a hard pass. Um, but unfortunately, this looks like this is where the galaxy is. This is what they're targeting for some reason. Again, just, it's just odd. And it has, honestly, it has failure written all over it. I, yeah. I don't know. I'm. I don't know what to say to that. I, um, yeah. it's you know, it's a choice. And again, this is this, this, and again, this is, is it gonna get is, is gonna get anybody you, fired? No. This is where we no. That that's definitely not gonna get any fired. If Geo didn't get anybody fired in a, <laughs> and the last six seasons, having to pay out, yeah, having to pay out six fired. million. Well, we'll yeah. see what the we'll we'll see what the contract looks like. What if this contract ends up being, you know, DP. You know, twenty million dollars over the course of three years to Douglas Costa. That that'll get somebody fired, uh, especially if he's you know he's he's gonna do exactly what uh, everybody's afraid he's gonna do is come in and and not be motivated and not be uh, not perform or be I mean, injured. Th- I mean, I mean the way I look at it is here's a guy who, and again, it, it, it's not a knock on the league. 
And it's not a knock on Greg Bennett. But here's a guy who's played in some of the biggest um, teams in the world. He's played under Pep while he was at Bayern, I believe. He's went under Pep Guardiola. And look, again, no disrespect. But Pep Guardiola is, has significantly more respect and pedigree than Greg Vanny. But Greg Vanny is going to unlock his motivation? He's going to keep him motivated for 34 games in, ML- in MLS, right? The travel, the, 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 the quirkiness of the league, all these crazy rules. It's Greg Vanny who's going to get him motivated? Come on. Come on. Again, no disrespect to Vanny, and it's not a disrespect to, to, to MLS, but you really think that he's going to like come to MLS and be like, yep, this is, this is my time to shine. I, it's under this coach. Like, come on. Come on. Like, it has failure written all over it. I'm sorry. And again, if it ends up happening, if it ends up happening and he proves me wrong, great, fantastic. I want that to happen. I just don't see it happening. I'm sorry. Like, there, there is just nothing in there. And I'll even go back to the whole, I can't get excited for Greg Vanny because anyone under this current administration is just doomed to fail. There it is. It's like everything is just pointing to this is not going to work. So, but again, it, it, it's a wait and see approach at this point. And again, this is where we miss Bobby, that third, <laughs> that third voice. Yeah. And more than likely, and more than likely I want to see who agree with me. At least to a certain degree. Maybe that, not the whole, it's 100% a failure, but I know he's not going to be, a, he wouldn't be a fan of this signing. No, I don't think he'll be a fan of the signing, but I don't know if he would agree with you in terms of all the the other assumptions that you're making with Douglas Casa. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to li- to land on this. Uh, all, all I know is that like this team has hurt me a bunch, and uh, and and I'm not ready to get excited about anything until <laughs> we are uh, uh, until we it's are September. <laughs> so we'll see you all in September. <laughs> uh, remember. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Uh, remember the time. Which, uh, yeah, which, which, which song, which, which lyric comes up for you, Lewis, when you, when you see Do You Remember? It's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> that right that is the correct answer. <laughs> it was not it is Earth, Jackson. Wind, and Fire. It is Earth, um, Wind, and Fire, 100%. And then, I, love, uh, I love Michael Jackson, but no, 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 it's Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, so, and then, uh, you know, I think the, the last thing that we sort of have to uh, touch on is uh, Julian Araujo getting called up by Mexico for the World Cup qualifiers that uh, are coming up. So we wish Julian the best. Uh, and Mainly uh, because he's not playing against the United States. Exactly. Right now. He's not playing against the United States. And we, we hope that, uh, you know, that he individually does well. So good luck, Julian. He will. <laughs> I, I can all oh, here's a guy who deserves it more than deserves it um and uh i i probably predict he's going to be one of the best players yeah. uh if he gets if he gets a chance to play he, he is going to be one of the best players on that team in the next uh couple games in the um, world cup qualifiers so um here's the kid with you know has no problem uh with with his motivation that guy oh is, for sure yeah that guy has a a, a higher ceiling right now and he deserves bigger and better things so yeah um he's wish him all the best uh in the next week um did we miss anything 
Uh, no, I don't think that we missed anything. Um, Should we talk about Golchella? Do we have to? I mean, preseason's coming up. We're, they're, the Galaxy are getting ready to play two scrimmages over the weekend, I think, this coming weekend. Uh, and then in comes Golchella, or maybe it should be called Nochella. Because uh, no fans are allowed. I don't. We have not talked about this. We talked about this uh, tangentially. We didn't get any uh, dates or, or opponents. So uh, the Coachella Valley Invitational uh, is uh, is coming up uh, again. No fans, but uh, I'm sure that will change uh, later in the future in, in other non-COVID days. Um, yeah, but, this is uh, not a one-time thing. This is not. No, like this is a. Yeah, this is an ongoing thing. This is an ongoing thing for now. <laughs> AG, AG owns Coachella, right? They own the Empire Polo Fields, I believe. Um, so they or they have some ownerships they cannot. So they. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is they, a yeah. This is an ongoing AG thing. So this will be here um, again for for now at least until until the next regime comes in and decides that they you know want to have preseason somewhere else because again like you know we we always used to go to the Desert Diamond Cup and. Oh, yeah. uh, and remember, there was that ongoing uh, relationship with uh, Sao Paulo. And uh, I think well, we also was, had oh, one with uh, Bayer Leverkusen. And, uh, you know. So, I don't remember the ooh. Leverkusen one for some uh, reason. Maybe it was some, it was some team in Germany. I don't remember who exactly it was. Um, either way, uh, for now, we have the first annual Coachella Valley Invitational. Uh, so that'll be starting on February 10th. Which is a Thursday. The Galaxy will play Seattle at 11 a.m. Uh, and then followed by Galaxy 2 versus Seattle um, at 1 p.m. And then the uh, Red Bulls will also be playing uh, against DC United at 4 p.m. So uh, that sounds fun. Uh, the Galaxy will then play the Red Bulls on Feb- Sunday, February 13th. And uh, some, uh, the 15th, they will play. Uh, DC United versus LAFC, and then February 19th, which is also the same day as the Galaxy's first uh, the preseason match with fans at the Diggity. Uh, LAFC will play the Red Bulls at the, uh, I think, to close out the, the Invitational. So, um, if, if, l- l- let me ask you this. If COVID wasn't a thing yeah, and this happens, we would be going to this, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, I would want to go to this yeah I, I i would think that uh even if they let fans uh go to this tournament i even during covid i would still be down for this because it's all outdoors uh you know it's a it's a nice time to be out in the desert i think uh so i think this this would be this would have been fun to go to even oh, yeah. uh, even in the, the now times plus you know i just got over covid so i've got like uh you know, six more weeks yeah. of uh, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 six you more got, weeks of just <laughs> full on, on permission. I'm, bu- I'm yeah. boosted and I'm boosted and and uh, you have the antibodies from the actual virus. So yeah, I'm I'm a hell of a I'm I'm like a what was that disease that Mr. Burns had the uh, the Three yeah. Stooges disease. The three Stooges disease. Nothing getting through that. <laughs> <laughs> All the all the germs, all the germs are fighting to get into the same spot, and so uh, I'm indestructible. <laughs> Dude, all you have to do is sneeze. 
<laughs> Indestructible. <laughs> nah, this sounds like uh, it, it. It does sound like a fun time, and um, yeah, maybe next year. I'm definitely gonna be there next year. Uh, hopefully next year they'll allow some fans in. And, if, yeah, uh, it's definitely, if somebody doesn't uh, get fired, if somebody doesn't get fired, or maybe someone's contract runs out this year and it doesn't and get renewed, and... and it doesn't get renewed. I think this. You know, honestly, I, I kind of feel like there is that sense to it. Like I don't want to fire him uh, because. Well, let's just be honest. The galaxy made money, which is what you know. It's a business. Yeah. Um, but I think that's what it is. You let you know you want to fire him, but at that same time, like, yeah, we're just gonna renew your contract, and we're just gonna say that you did everything you wanted to accomplish, and you're gonna move on to bigger, better things, and blah blah blah. blah. And that's the way it's, it's, it's gonna play out, right? Um, so, um, yeah, if. If you're looking at it from like the five year extension, is this is this is the last this is the last God that seems like a long of, time ago. It seems like like oh God, like an eternity, believe me. It is also the last season that uh, Galaxy will be on Spectrum. So uh I know a lot of people are happy about that one. Uh so, is wait, 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 is it the last season the Galaxy I, was on Spectrum? I, I thought that Josh season. broke it down a few weeks ago on his show saying that last season was the last Spectrum season and this season they do not have a TV partner as of yet. No, I, I think a local it's, uh, a local TV partner. No, I think this year is the last season. I I, I could have sworn it was 2022. Hmm. I thought okay. it was 2022 and 2023. They because the the, the first uh, I, I again, if you want real information, go listen to Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> the first uh, <laughs> national televised game I think is in April. And that might be TBD because it is not yet decided who the local TV partner is going to be. Because next year is when the streaming service takes over. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think that's like why MLS Plus or whatever. Yeah, but I think that's what this is. I think that this is was the final year, and then there is and like MLS told them, do not renew any sort of local thing or something. I don't know. I think this might have been the last year. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I, I could have sworn 2022 was a final year of Spectrum. Mm. So, but so there is. You get rid of Spectrum, you get rid of Klein. That is like kind of like the hope. And then, you know, hopefully. You know, it's funny though, because I always, and I say this at work, you know, if you're complaining about somebody, right, uh, uh, higher up, there's always somebody worse. <laughs> be careful <laughs> what you wish fish. for. Yep. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. There's always somebody worse. Um, you know, you didn't think it was possible, but you know, George Bush didn't look that bad anymore, right? <laughs> I mean, there's always somebody worse. So, yeah, um, son of a bitch. <laughs> anyways, so uh, yeah, 2022, man, it's going to be interesting. Uh, season openers just around the corners, about a little over a month away. Uh, Balls and beers is a little over a month away, so that's fun. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Hey, bro, let's look, look. It's the preseason. This is the time for you to be optimistic. It's the only time you can be optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get my trophy with Bobby. Something. <laughs> um, he's he's probably putting stings on me as we speak. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So so uh so yeah, we'll be we'll be back uh, to talk about the uh, the obviously the preseason games and and everything going on and look forward to our. Uh, our 2022 MLS preview that's uh, coming at you in September.
Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, fun times. We'll, we'll let Another... you know who we think is going to win uh, MLS in uh, September. Not, not a moment sooner. <laughs> not a moment sooner. <laughs> hey, man, that's what, like, Seattle starts playing, Portland starts playing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you get a better understanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Anyway, so I think that does it for us here, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think we're good. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Always appreciate it. This has been episode 245. We'll see you again when there's more stuff to talk about. This is Theorona signing off. Good night, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye. All right. So back to Encanto.